The catcher is not permitted to block the runner's path to the plate unless he is in possession of the ball, though blocking the path of the runner in a legitimate attempt to receive a throw is not considered a violation. The runner can be ruled safe if the umpire determines the catcher violated this rule. But per a September 2014 mandate of the rule, the runner may still be called out if he was clearly beaten by the throw. Backstops are not subject to this rule on force plays. This is the wrap-up show. John is off tonight. He is picking a great night to be off. I can tell you that. <laughs> he is uh, at Snapdragon Stadium. He might join us just because, you know, this was such a shit show tonight. But, um, yeah, I figured I read the rule to start the show because that's what it is. That's the clear rule. And there's no, it doesn't get much clearer than that. The runner can be ruled safe if the umpire determines the catcher violated this rule. But per September 14 mandate to the rule, the runner may still be called out if he was clearly beaten by the throw. If I remember correctly, he was clearly beaten by the throw by like 15 feet. Maybe not 15 feet, but Tatis threw a seed. The runner was out by at least five, six feet. And as you heard Bob Melvin postgame say, it was one of the worst calls he has ever seen in his entire life. And I agree with him. I mean, that was, that wasn't even bang, bang. That was like, you're out by 10 feet. But because of the rule, Gabe Kapler challenged it and won on, I guess, a technicality. I don't even know because it wasn't even a technicality because the rules even, I just read it. A player, according to a new 2014 rule, will be called out if the throw is, you know, beat him to the plate. I mean, it just continues. It it just continues. The shit show continues. Um, it was a really, really bad call. If Bob Melvin's getting that upset over that call, you know it's a bad call. And I don't know what I don't know what else you could do. Uh, it just tonight, what could go wrong did go wrong, and the Padres are now four games under five hundred. They are falling deeper and deeper into the well. And, you know, tonight it just was a boiling. Tonight was like the, the not the rock bottom of the season, because guess what? It can always get worse. But tonight felt like, okay, uh, this is as bad as it's going to get. That's, this is as bad as it is right now. Did they lose the game because of that horseshit call at the plate? That was overturned by New York, who, you know, weren't even there. No, they didn't lose the game because of that. If anybody out there, and you're going to see a lot of it, they should have won the game two to one. Okay, should have, would have, could have. Hindsight, in a, in a different universe, maybe they went two one. I don't know. 
All I know is that this team still went one for 12 with runners of scoring position tonight. Um, they had w- one of the worst base running plays I've ever seen anybody make with Manny Machado. Um, and there you go. Uh, just recipes for loss after loss after loss after loss after loss. Xander Bogarts continues to be just horrible this season with runners in the scoring position. Manny Machado had a good game, but I can't excuse. I can't say he had a good game because of what he did getting getting thrown out at third. You can't do that. I and mean, what are we doing here? So all in all, just a a, a horrible game for the Padres, you know, nothing is going their way. There's no luck on their side. There's no anything on, they can't hit. They just can't do anything right. And it's, it's just a spiral. It's just a spiraling shit show right now. No matter what they do, they're on the wrong end of things. And the only way to get out of it is to literally just play better but they can't they can't do that they they are in a situation where they are pressing beyond belief and it it completely showed tonight with Manny Machado getting picked off at third base that to me is a clear sign that this team is pressing that this team right now knows that they need to make things happen because they're not playing good baseball and that is a clear example tonight of you have players on this team that are pressing. I mean, you're kind of speechless, honestly. Like, uh, it's not good. It's not good. They are now 35 and 39 on the year. Giants have won 10 in a row. Um, if you look at the standings right now. <laughs> I mean, it's just bad. It's just bad all around. They're six games out of a playoff spot. Chicago, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, they're all in front of the Padres. Who thought any of those teams were going to be good besides Philadelphia? I mean, this is this is turning out to be the season from hell. And who knows how this thing ends, but using the eye test just watching these games you don't it's just it doesn't feel like this is going to end well it isn't i don't want to hear about uh 2019 other teams that are the same record i don't want to hear about you know a 2020 team or a 2021 team well not really 2020 but 2021 team having the same record as the padres at this time and going on to win the world series i don't care about those teams i'm watching this team right now and this team right now doesn't have it they don't have it they just don't I can guarantee you one thing. Both of the teams that won, I forget who it was, the Nationals and Braves, right? The 2021 team and the 2019 Nationals team, I bet you if I went back and looked at their numbers, they weren't the worst hitting team in baseball with runners in scoring position by a wide margin. I bet you they weren't. I bet you those teams didn't have um, a payroll of $270 million and, and your three, four hitters are having career worst seasons. I bet you that's not the case. I just, I just don't. So to compare this team or try to compare this team to those two teams, I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can at all. 
you have a team right now that <laughs> has no confidence when they have runners in scoring position. They are a team that's on the bad end of a horrible shit replay tonight. You know, it doesn't feel like the Padres are getting those calls. You have a manager who seemingly can't make any right moves out of the bullpen. And you have a team that is 100% pressing up and down the lineup. Jake Cronenworth, Xander Bogarts, Manny Machado, every single person in that lineup is pressing. And it shows. Tatis is the hottest hitter in baseball. Even tonight, with runners in scoring position, didn't do shit. It's bad, man. It is. It's bad, guys. If you guys want to send in a super chat tonight, uh, they'll be greatly appreciated. We'll get to all those super chats. I'll try to keep them up uh, as much with the chat as I can. Um, but let's get right to it. Juan Soto walks. Thanks for the super chat, man. Appreciate it. It says, Umps didn't go one for 12 with runners in the scoring position. I mean, that's like... The, 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 the thing with tonight, and it's going to... It's going to be hard to look past it because it was so egregious, right? Like the call at the plate was, was he was out and the, the, the umpires in New York put their, you know, stepped in and they changed this game. There's no question about that. Who knows what would have happened? It's only one. It's only one, nothing at that point. If the call stands instead, it became four, nothing. So who knows if it, if the game is different, but I think we can all agree that the game would have played out differently. One, nothing lead is completely different than a four nothing lead. And you know this Padres team, they go down four runs. It's it's game over. <laughs> no fight at all. Game over. But with that being said, still going one for twelve with runners in scoring position again remains to be the biggest problem with this team and remains to be the reason why they suck this year. I mean it's called spade a spade. They suck. They're not a good baseball team. <laughs> I don't I don't know how and what what uh, you know, person with logic can say that this is a good baseball team. They're not. They're not a good baseball team at all. They're bad. They make stupid mistakes. They aren't good in close games. And they can't hit in the clutch. And when it comes to late inning situations, they rarely come through. That's a bad baseball team. They're bad. With a $270 fucking million dollar payroll. Thanks, Jim. I, I like supporting the own channel, so I like to support myself. Um, he says, uh, X bullcrap has been awful, along with Cronin worthless. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I don't know why those two guys are hitting three, four, or four, you know, four, five in the lineup. Not three, four. Manny's hitting third. I, I just don't know why. Like, why? It's not working. What, what, why is why are they hitting in the middle of the lineup? They've been horrible this year. Bogarts had a nice first three weeks of the season. Cronenworth has been pretty much dog shit for the entire year in a hole. He's had his moments here and there, but overall, Jay Cronenworth's had an awful season. In a hole, for the money that was spent on Xander Bogarts, he has had an awful season. So why the fuck are they hitting four or five in the lineup? 
Can you tell me? I, I don't, I don't understand that. You have two of your best hitters hitting one, two with nobody ever in front of them. Now, granted, if you say, well, if you moved um, them down the lineup, it's not going to make things better. Well, something has to be changed because what they're doing right now is not working. It's just not. But those two guys in particular have been awful. Thanks, Rocket. He says, you can't be dropping games against teams that you are competing with in the wild card. You just can't. Yeah, these games, Darren said it today on the radio. Um, when you lose division games like this, they feel like extra worse. If you if you lose like this to, I don't know, the Reds right now because they're the other hottest team in baseball. Yeah, it sucks, but it's not a division opponent. It just feels different when when they lose to like the Dodgers or the Diamondbacks or the Giants teams that are in front of them. It's it's you feel it more, and especially with aspirations this year of being one of the best teams in baseball and competing for a National League West, you know, title. Those can be thrown out the window. I, I'm I'm you know, if anybody talks about an NL trying to win the NL West this year, you're out of your fucking mind because. At this point in the season, that ain't happening. Could it? Yeah, of course it could. Um, I could go outside right now and find a check for a million dollars outside my front door. But, you know, what are the what are the chances of that happening? And what are the chances right now of what you've seen from this Padres team this year of thinking that they could win an NOS title? I don't. I don't see it at all. And frankly, at this point in time, uh, I would give them less than 5% a chance to make the postseason. And we're only on June 21st. That's pathetic. Rocket, again, thanks for the super chat. Definition of insanity, doing the same action over and over again, expecting different results. Stop putting X in the cleanup spot. Just talked about that. I 100% agree. He's clearly not right. Um, why he never won on the IL, I have no fucking idea. And you continue to put him in a cleanup spot where he's not producing at all. Insanity doesn't make any sense at all. Benjamin, thanks for the super chat. He says, uh, the season is nuked. Just fire Preller and Melvin start over. Cut Grisham and Nola, bring up some AAA talent to get them some reps and move on. See, that's the whole thing is you can't nuke this season because there is still 88 games left. And if they nuke the season, only 70, what, six or 74 games into the year. I think that's right. 74. I suck at math. You know this. If you nuke the season 74 games in after you just spent a record amount of money in the major payroll, the highest it's ever been in the history of the franchise, you know how much of an indictment that is on everybody from the players to the front office to the owner. That is something that would be completely shocking to me. And I already said, if there is any discussion or any conversation at all for the remainder of the year in that front office of, should we be thinking about a managerial change? Then you have to just let everyone go. Everybody has to be gone. You can you cannot by any necessary give AJ Preller any or any other opportunities to hire. This is it. This is it for hiring managers. If it doesn't work out with Bob Melvin, then everybody has to go. Now, there's still 88 games left, so I'm not going to say that's a definitive 100% thing that has to happen right now because things could change, but it looks like it's heading towards that way. And that's, that is just 
it's sad. It's unfortunate and it's sad because everybody thought that you get a, a competent manager in here, a veteran manager, a guy who everybody respects and everybody likes, a guy who's you know won division titles, who's been to postseasons, had postseason runs, and that doesn't work out. What does that say about the players? That's a major indictment on everybody if this thing doesn't work out. I see the super, I see the chat is uh blowing up. Yeah, JD's third. Thanks for uh thanks for commenting. He's like, we are historically bad with runners in scoring position, worst in major league baseball history. We're not even the 19 Nats or 21 Braves. Nowhere close. That's what I, I agree with you. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but um I can guarantee you that their their average with one runners in scoring position wasn't as bad as the Padres. And it probably wasn't even close. Honestly, they're probably actually having good offensive a uh, good off offensive years. And the problem was maybe pitching. So, yeah, it, it it boils down to a few things. And it's like a fucking broken record every night. Broken record every night. Runners in scoring position, Manny Machado, Sandra Bogarts, Jake Cronenworth. Well, and everybody else, except for Soto and Tatis offensively. That's it. It's it's just and there's nothing that feels like it's changing. It feels like it's the same shit over and over and over and over again. When they switch, when they switch up the lineup, it might work, but then they go right back to the same shit over and over again. It's fucking maddening if you're a Padres fan. <sighs> Man. Charlie says, uh, Jim, can you talk about the Skip Schumacher clip? For anybody that doesn't know about the Skip Schumacher clip, I'm not going to play it because I'm just not. He said, and this isn't exact quote, but this is verbatim, that he used to be in organizations in his past where coaches were trying to weasel their way for other jobs inside the organization and that the there were places that he were was at where they had it was very toxic well if you use uh you know your common sense here he's only been with two organizations in his in his history as far as uh coaching goes and one of them was the st louis cardinals and the other was the padres so common denominator here like you can probably x out the cardinals and for sure it was the padres and who put all of those pieces in place in the coaching staff that, that Skip Schumacher is talking about to be toxic and, um, you know, backstabbing going on and just, you know, not a good environment. Oh, that's right. AJ Preller. Kind of feels like to me, there's one common denominator here with everything. And it's AJ Preller. You know. It's it. I want to just get on here and just blame AJ for everything. He gets he gets a majority of the blame, 
I just also can't sit here and say that these players aren't completely just screwing everybody that put them in the, this this position. I mean, if you're AJ Preller, you're sitting there thinking, "What the fuck?" Signed Manny to a three hundred forty million dollar contract, goes out has has his worst year of his career. I just signed Xander Bogarts to a two hundred eighty million dollar contract, having one of the worst seasons of his career. I just signed Jake Cronenworth to an $80 million deal, having one of the worst seasons, actually the worst season of his career. I just signed Yu Darvish to a, what was it, six-year extension, and he is having an average year at best. Nelson Cruz, that ain't working. Uh, Carpenter, that ain't working. The Nolix, the uh, Gary, Sanchez, Gary Sanchez experiment, that's over with. That, that ain't working. I signed Robert Suarez to a, a big-time deal. He's hurt. Signed Drew Pomeranz to a big deal. He's hurt. I mean, talk about a guy that is on a cold streak right now. He's been on a cold streak for fucking 11 years. With a couple things in there. But, hey, Blind Squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, right? I mean, you can't amass this much talent and not just like luckily get your way to an NLCS one year, which was, I mean, right now, last year feels like an outlier compared to the rest of the AJ Preller tenure. Like, hey, got hot at the right time, made a trip to the NLCS. It's great. Is this sustainable? Doesn't feel like it. Um, yeah, a broken clock is right twice a day. And that's kind of the AJ Preller experience. Like, he makes some right moves, but, I mean, a majority of the time, they're just, they don't work out. So, yeah, you know, and, and, and tonight, the main thing, right, it, maybe we haven't talked about it enough, right, because I think everyone's, just so pissed off about this is the the ruling at the plate with the umpires, you know, overturning that call. I forget what inning it was in. Let me look what the inning it was. Um, okay, it was the fifth inning. Should have been a one one nothing game. Instead, it turned out to be four nothing. Tatis should have had his eighth put out of the season, and the replay booth in New York overturned the call, and they changed the game. No question about it. Did they decide the game? No, but they changed the game. They they definitely changed the game. Is it the reason why they lost? No, it isn't. Is it a reason why they lost? Yeah, it is. But it's not the sole reason. It 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 was a horrific call, and I bet you if John was here, he'd be losing his fucking mind. And for me, I'm kind of like numb right now because it's not just, it wasn't just that. It's been so much more that it's hard for me to point a finger at the umpires in this game when the team has not done anything to deserve to get their the right end of the call. Like, is it the right call? No, it's not. It's a horseshit call. But what is what has this team done this year to earn that the the way of the luck that you know the Giants got tonight? They're not a good baseball team. Bad baseball teams don't get those calls. Bad baseball teams get screwed. You know why? Because they're bad. 
they don't create their own luck. They just they just don't. They they suck with runners in scoring position, and they have uh, some superstars on a team that are having horseshit years. so like what do you guys like do you guys have any faith that this team can turn it around put in the chat right now if you have faith that this team turns it around tell me you do and tell me why put in the chat do you have faith that the Padres can turn this thing around? Yeah, a lot of no's. <laughs> yeah, not a, a lot of no's. And and I don't blame you. I don't. I don't. Because what you've seen from this team this year gives you zero hope that they can do that. None. I mean, they haven't had a longer winning streak than three games all year. The fuck you expected to be a playoff team with that? Are you kidding me? No chance. None. So it does feel like a reckoning is on the horizon. Um, And if this team doesn't turn it around, like that's the only thing here is... Hey, you guys need to play the best baseball that you have played ever in the AJ Preller era, or everything's blown up. Like, that's the options right now, I feel like. Will it happen if they don't make the postseason? I don't know. Sather loves AJ and gave him a huge contract extension. So, you know what? It probably nothing changes, and they're probably going to use an excuse of, well, you know, hey, with runners in scoring position will never happen to this level again. It's a once in a generation, blah, 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 blah. Heard that shit before. It's fucking tired. It's fucking old. Or maybe that maybe Sather says enough's enough and blows everybody out. I don't know. But at this point in time, um, if they don't turn around, that's where you're heading. You're heading towards D-Day if they don't turn this thing around. I mean, who says that? Who, who knows? A, if this team is going to even be intact to try to make, you know, like who's, who says that they don't just say fuck it. And they try to sell everybody, everybody off because they know that it doesn't work. I mean, if they don't finish hell, if they don't finish above 500, then yeah, everyone's gone. But if they just missed the postseason or, or like barely make the postseason by game on the last day and then get bounced in the wild card round, like, is anything changing? Probably not. And that's, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And if you're a Padres fan, you're thinking to yourself, well, I do want change, but like, how can you make change if you made the postseason in back to back years? Uh, it's just, it's just, a, they're in a, they're in a fucking spot that is not good. It's not good. <sighs> So I, I I can't sit here and say Preller needs to, you know, go now. But at the same time, that's where I'm heading. That's that's where this thing is heading. That's this thing is heading towards 
as it as AC said, tectonic shifts within the organization. Because this is unacceptable for a team that's for the team's payroll that's two hundred and seventy million dollars. Um, that's on this is unacceptable. It just is, no question about it. All right, before we get to, back to the chat, guys, um, I have to say thank you to Mark Nimitz. He's our title sponsor of the wrap up show. Again, without Mark, this thing does not happen. Uh, Mark just reached the uh, century plateau of reviews, five out of five stars. He is the guy that you need to go to for all of your insurance needs. Mark can save you up to $750 or more by switching your insurance to him, whether it's auto insurance, home insurance, renter's insurance, life insurance, you know, anything that you need. Mark Nimitz can take care of you. All his information always is on the screen. Mnimitz at farmersagent.com. When you reach out to our buddy Mark, let him know that the wrap-up show sent you. All right, let's get back to um, some super chats here. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. At least, Pesco, at least Petco will be sold out again next week. <laughs> hey, at least they have those sellout streaks. Like, what? how much more can they spin it? probably a lot <laughs> they could probably spend it a lot more thanks to the super chat james appreciate it man uh rocket he's uh they say felt like they were lost after the royal series they were coming off being swept by a big brother and to come home and lose two or three broke them there's multiple parts in this season where you could say that they were broken but i thought they turned it around i mean ever since that that sunday uh versus the the red Sox up until monday they were 15 and 10 and you're like Okay, that's the turning point in the season. And I had 15, 13 in that 28-game stretch and just like, okay, well, whatever work we did just got completely washed away because uh, you know, this, this ain't working. Thanks for the Super Chat, man. Appreciate it. I, I, I think tomorrow afternoon, there needs to be some serious changes in that lineup. And frankly, if they go out there with the exact same lineup as they did tonight, I don't know if I don't I don't know how you can say they're that they're not understanding what's going on. You can't have Xander Bogarts and Jake Cornworth hitting four or five in your lineup. You just can't. Not right now. You need to switch things up. Tatis and Soto need to be in the middle of that lineup. I don't give a fuck where you put Manny. I don't care where you put Bogarts. I don't care where you put Cronenworth, but you can't put them in the middle of the lineup. You can't have Manny Machado, Xander Bogarts, and Jake Cronenworth, your three, four, five hitters. You just can't. They're not getting it done, and it's painful to watch. You all know it's painful to watch that. The last three nights for Padres fans have been absolute torture. Will they change things? I mean, they just completed their first winning series at home this past weekend. Yay. That gives you a lot of faith. The Giants are on a fucking roll. The Dodgers aren't going anywhere. And the Diamondbacks are having a really good season. So I, it, there are things that you look with this team 
and you say to yourself, that is not a playoff team. I don't care if you're the most optimistic Padres fan on the planet. Nobody in their right mind can look at this team right now and say that they're a playoff team or have any faith that they're going to make the postseason unless you're just a blind faith Padres fan that thinks they're going to win all the time. I mean, truth hurts sometimes. This is this is a disaster. Spades a spade. This team sucks. <laughs> they're not good. And I would be more surprised now if they make the postseason than not. Like that's where that's where I'm at in this season. I'm at the point of the season where I would be more surprised if they made the postseason than if they didn't. If they didn't make the postseason, I would say, yeah, checks out after what I've seen. If they make the postseason, I would be shocked just of how they've played because they have shown nothing to say that they can turn it around. If they had a like a solid like two-week stretch, but then just went on that spiral, I'd be like, well, they've shown that they can do it, but they haven't. They've won three games in a row. That's the longest winning streak of the season. It's not getting any better. Thanks, Joshua, for the super chat. Says from Hacksaw, Padres are batting 119 in the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Well, anybody could say that. It's not just from Hacksaw, but I get your point. Thanks for the super chat, Joshua. Yeah, they're they're one of the they're one of the worst clutch teams in baseball. When they get down a run or two late in the game, it is over. They just completely fold in extra innings. That there's nothing redeeming there. There's like there's nothing redeeming with this team offensively. Nothing. They're not like, oh, in the first two innings of the game this year, the team is averaging the most runs in baseball. Like they're not nothing. There's nothing redeeming right about this offense at all, except for Fernando Tatis and Juan Soto, who are having individually really good seasons. But as a collective, the collective is shit. The collective is absolute shit. Iron Swan, thanks for the chat. It says Pirates are in a downward spiral. Let's go trade for some youngsters and start fresh next year. And, and, and to the point of trading, like they don't have a choice. Wherever they're at the trade deadline, they have to be buyers. You just you, you can't punt on the season. You just can't. You know, and they're and and depend and, and if this thing really goes downhill, then there's going to be some serious discussions probably about what do, what do we do with Blake Snell? What do we do with Josh Hader? I mean, if they are double, if they are, I, I'm just, I'm just throwing it. If they're 12 games out of a playoff spot at the trade deadline, and I'm not talking about the division, I'm talking about the final spot of the wild card, like the 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 sixth seed. If they're 12 games out of the sixth seed at the trade deadline, then you have to look at: do we do we need to trade Blake Snell? Do we need to trade? Josh Hader. Those guys are free agents. Like, we're not getting it done here. And that's going to be something that I think would, I mean, be another indictment on this front office and this organization that you went all in to start the year. And at the trade deadline, you are 
you're selling. But that's only if it's like just, you know, 12, 11 games out of the final wild card spot. If you're six, five, you know, games out, then you have to be buyers. You just have to. Perler has no choice. He doesn't. He made his bed. He has to be he has to be a buyer. If he's a seller at the deadline, then you gotta go. Um let's see here. <laughs> Big yawn. Can't wait for 10 more years of Padres baseball. Well, I mean, you're getting all these guys for that long unless they blow it up. JD's third says, buy with what money? I don't know. It's I'm not, it's not money, it's prospects. They have to be buyers, not with money, but with prospects. And, and RH says, You have no nothing to buy with, Jim. You have things to buy with. You have things to buy with. Be creative. Be smart. Don't get pushed around to where you have to give up your top prospects every fucking time. Now, is there a trade out there that would be like a trade they've made in the past for a big-time name? Probably, but that means you got to give up Lesko and Merrill and every you know every top prospect you have. And that's not going to happen, and that shouldn't happen. That'd be disastrous. But you can trade a low, you can trade a, you know, low level guy for a reliever, or a couple guys in a ball for a starting pitcher, or, or you know, package a deal together to get like an outfielder. You can do that. It won't be the splashy names that everyone's accustomed to and used to here, but you can you can get pieces. It's just do the, are those pieces going to work out or not? And with the track record of AJ Preller. More often than not, whoever he trades for is going to end up sucking. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's not good, guys. Chad, it's hard to blow a bunch of max contracts. Isn't that wild? Every, not every, but. Machado gets a max, not a max deal, but you know, gets a $340 million contract, worst season of his career. Xander Bogart's $280 million contract, worst season of his career. Uh, you Darvish, six year extension. Um, he's not been good. At least he's not been what the Padres expect him to be. He's been average, but it's still not is still not good enough. Jake Cronenworth, you gave an $80 million contract to. Worst year of his career. And it not those are the only people that have, you know, Suarez, money, he's hurt. Pomeranz, money, he's hurt. When you got Hosmer, he fucking sucked. So where do the where do they go? I mean, it's I'm a broken record. It's hard to it's it's I'm saying the same shit over and over and over again. And continue to say the same shit over and over and over again with this team. There is something off. 
Mark John is at Snapjacket Stadium watching the lacrosse games and Steve Aoki. There's something off with this team. And I don't know where to point the, you know, where, where the pinpoint of this team of this is, but there's something off with this team. There's, that is not right. And it's hard to see them turning it around. It really is. It, it's like I said, it's going to be more surprising to me if they make the postseason than if they miss it just from how they played and how they look. Charlie says, would you consider us to be a DEFCON 1 status? Yeah, sure. I mean, why not? It can get worse, but I mean, you're already there. I mean, you're already, uh, as of right now, the lowest point of your season by far. You're six games out of the playoff spot in the wild card race. You are, <laughs> I mean, nine and a half back of the, the fucking Diamondbacks. Like, that division is out the fucking window that ain't happening um you're four games under 500 and you are in the midst of the worst offensive season in baseball history essentially maybe not the worst but you have numbers that are some of the worst in baseball history so yeah it's defcon one we are at defcon one everybody welcome welcome to defcon one it's a shit show Um, yes, Rich, I agree. John is very soft. John is very soft. Um, Big Yawn says that that's still early. They will start raking. Don't jump on the bandwagon later. Well, I've not jumped off yet, and I don't think anybody has. I'm just telling you the trends are, to me, not great, and that I would be more surprised if they, miss the, uh, if they make the postseason than they miss it. That's not me jumping off. I'm just saying, like, that's where I'm at right now. That's how I feel. And I'm sure that a lot of people feel that way. I bet you some people don't even want to watch the Padres because it pisses them off so much right now. And I get it. I I, I just, I'm kind of just tired of, of hearing, and this isn't you, Big Yon, but I'm just tired of hearing like, hey, they're going to hit. Like we did this in 2021 with Jace Tingler and that team compared to this team talent-wise, was nowhere close. And that team sucked offensively. And that team compared to this team would be, I mean, if, if, the, if the Padres had the 2021 offense, this team would be the, one of the best teams in baseball. <laughs> like, think about that. If they just hit a little bit, which the 2021 team kind of did, th- they would not be in this situation. The, the 21, 2021 team did not hit 198 with runners in scoring position. Oh, uh, Big Yon's making fun of Machado. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I know. it. Machado, I mean, you kind of have to say that. If you say, yeah, season's over, then how does that look on Machado? <laughs> then I'm fucking destroying him. And I'm sure everyone will too. This is a good point, Pedro. The wrap-up show will not make it to the end of the year. <laughs> oh, I mean, we're, we're hanging in there. <laughs> we're definitely hanging in there. That's for sure. Iron Swoon, Manny Machado's predictions that they were going to start raking can can't not come any sooner. Yeah, it'd be nice if like they started now. 
but I say that every day and you say that every day. Everyone says it. It'd be nice if it started now. It'd be nice if a winning streak started now. They just haven't shown it. Yeah, some sort. Yeah, Manny Machado hit 28 home runs in 2021. Okay. <laughs> I got to weigh in. Dude. All right. Hold on a second here. <laughs> so I started out the show by reading word for word the actual rule mm-hmm. of, that I tweeted. Yeah, let you tweet earlier tonight. Mm-hmm. So I said it was one of the worst calls ever, but at the same time, it is not the only reason why the Padres lost this game. It is a reason, but it's not the only reason. And one for no 12. Doubt. One for 12 with runners in scoring position. Of course. That horrible base running mistake by Manny Machado. Yep. There's other reasons why they lost. That is one of them. But it just, again, bad teams don't get luck. They don't get lucky. And the Padres are a bad team. So they're not going to get that call. And I don't think they're not going to get that call because they're a bad team. I just think that bad I don't think teams, a good team gets that call. Well, I think that bad teams, every time, like they just don't get lucky. It feels like the Padres don't right. get lucky. And tonight, well, yeah, and they create their own luck. I mean, right. I mean, what they did with men's scoring position, some of the egregious base running decisions, yeah, that's on them. But the, the headlines are going to be what happened at home play because it's like you, you just don't know. I mean, if you get the benefit of that call, which you should get 100 out of 100 times, then who knows? I mean, you, you're right. You could, you, you could lose, you could win. And you're right. When you're in a rut like they're in, for whatever reason, you're on the wrong side of something like that. I mean, it, it's, I was texting back and forth tonight with the voice of the White Sox. They have the same thing, right? yesterday and he's been looking for clarification for major league baseball i mean the rules a mess the rules a complete and utter mess it goes back now 10 15 years they can't get it right they just can't get it right whether it's you know the runner controls the base path based on the turn he makes a third to a catcher can't position themselves before fielding the ball i mean we could run ourselves in circles with it here's what i know here's what i know that the spirit is this he's out He's out by a lot. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't care about if we want to get to technicalities and he's positioned improperly. You know what? Gary Sanchez doesn't have the rule book when he's trying to field the ball from Tatis. It's a great throw. Sanchez did enough. The guy's out by a mile. It's an out. I mean, mm-hmm. it can't be argued any other way. And I'm with Bob Melvin. I'm with everyone here. I'm with whatever I'm sure you have said. And you're right. It's not the only play in the game, but it's going to get the headlines. I mean, it's going to get the headlines. And baseball's got to figure that thing out. You can't be dealing with this for forever, this ambiguity of this stupid rule. Figure this rule out. That's an out. It has been for 150 years. It should be for the next 150 years. The fact that they somehow got that wrong is on Major League Baseball. It's not on Fernando Tatis Jr., Gary Sanchez, or Bob Melvin. And it shouldn't be on the Padres. It just shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't. Um, it was a horrible call that won against the Padres. It should have been an out. The Melvin said it, and I said it. I agree. Obviously, like you have to have some feel for the game there, and know that even if Gary Sanchez was like a foot over, he was still going to be out, right? Because the the ball got there well before the runner did. It wasn't a bang bang play at all. He was out by seven feet, and even if Gary was in the correct position to where the umpires would have not overturned it, right? 
he's still out. So yeah, that that's why this is this is hor- a horrible call. And think because, about what it means. It's like then Darvish gets through the inning, and then yeah. three runs don't score again. It's like you, you well, don't it, the, know. I, Giants could have won the game fifty to nothing after. I have no clue what would have happened, or the Padres yeah. could have won the game because the game's different. It was. It just. I said. I said this at this point in time right now. I would be more surprised if they made the postseason than not make the postseason. Just from what I've seen. Yeah, I agree this, with you, Jim. There, there's, there's, nothing's going their way. It seems every time they are about to turn a corner, they go on a losing streak and they go belly up and things go wrong and they still can't hit with runners in scoring position and uh, 88 games left in this season. Is there still an opportunity for them to turn it around? Absolutely. But at this point, I've seen enough. I'm more surprised. I'll be more surprised if they make it than if they don't. I mean, I don't know if you mentioned the fact that like we're texting back and forth about this. Like, did you mention the fact that Kapler even challenges this? Yeah, because and, like, well, I didn't does mention Melvin it. Even, but... does, does Melvin challenge this? And by the way, I don't know if I would either. It's it's so letter. You're so out. It's so plain sight stuff. I don't know if I'm challenging that. Does Bob Melvin, a former catcher, really challenge that? Probably not. And I kind of don't blame him because it's like the guy's out. Like we're gonna go, we're gonna go to technicalities now. We're gonna get cute mm-hmm. and look at 14a and memorandums. Well, here's the thing that I have been talking about on the radio and did, did today during the fusion like it feels like the giants are just one step ahead two steps ahead of the padres from every aspect of the game from matchups to managing to replay calls like it it's right, it just feels calls, like it feels like they are a step behind with everything and i agree with that i do I do agree with that, especially watching this series. And obviously, the Giants' last 10 games, I mean, they're the best team in baseball, and the Reds are very similar. Um, and, and I'm fine with everyone saying they're one step ahead, and you're right, but they shouldn't be one step ahead with a replay room. You know what I mean? Like, they well, shouldn't be what I mean, one step ahead. Well, what I'm getting what I, at when I say one step ahead is, is that they had, they, they challenged it. Like, they, they took a chance and they thought to themselves that. This is something yeah, that could could get overturned. Let's let's try it. Unlike what like what you just said, like does Bob Melvin even challenge this? And the answer right. to that is probably not. I'd be surprised if he did. I really would. As a former catcher in the big leagues, and the way he spoke about this thing post game, I don't know if he would have challenged it. I really don't. I mean, I can't. I, I I've watched it a lot, and I watch it over and over and over again. I I don't. I understand formalities or technicalities or the position of Gary Sanchez. I see the runner move off the base path because the catcher is there and he's not going through him. I do see that, but I also see the fact that the rule says if you're out, you're out. If, if it like it specifically says, I know you already read it, but it specifically says throw everything out if the guy's out by a mile. That's what it says. It says for everything we just said, forget about it. If the guy's out, we're going to use common sense. So that's mm-hmm. a common sense one for me. And and listen, we don't talk about replay that often, Jim. I, how many times have we talked about replay this year? Not many, not a lot. I, I can't think of a play that's this controversial in a Padres game in a it's long happened, time. Dude, this play has happened twice in the last two days. I know, with the White Sox. So, yeah, I mean, and it's going to happen again. It happens. It happens. This play happens. We've seen weird enforcements of the blocking rule at home plate. We have. I mean, I've seen that over the years. So it's not the first time I've seen a, a horse crap call at home. It's just you think like 10 or 15 years after this rule is implemented, you'd think they'd have this down a little better than they have it. Like, how can you re- review something for five minutes and come back with that? 
you knew you knew it's the second that this thing took longer than a second yeah that this was going overturned you just did like it, it, when this is like taking longer than a minute it's going to be overturned you just know it is yeah, they're not looking point. at they're not looking at this play and then deciding after five minutes um oh yeah no we're going to keep the call no you're right and you're right. I mean, good teams create their own luck. Giants capitalize more than the Padres are terrible with men in scoring position. You're right. You went through it. It's true. They were. They had plenty of chances. Again, same old story. Base running. There were multiple plays, not just Machado. So, yeah, to, to a large extent, you could argue that the Padres didn't deserve it, but they also didn't deserve to be on the wrong side of a call where they actually made a play. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they, they made the play. Like, Tatis made the throw. Sanchez made the tag. The runner was out. So they should they should get the benefit of the doubt. They were the team that com- completed the play successfully, and the Giants needed some stupid iteration of the rule and interpretation to basically score the run. That's my point. Again, is it the end all be all? Is it the reason why the Padres are where they are this season? Of course not. But it's just, I mean, you know, you saw social media like I did. I mean, that's <laughs> it's about as bad as it gets when you see that type of reaction universally. Uh. We got to get to Aura here, John. Do it. You want me to? Yeah. ORA.organic. Will, thank you for your support. I'm sure Will, like Mark Nimitz, is freaking out based on what we saw transpire tonight in San Francisco. If you're looking to get healthier and like lower your blood pressure after this game, make sure to get with Aura, plant-based nutritional products, whatever it is, probiotics. Take them every single day for heart health, mental clarity, digestion. They have proteins for after workouts. They have pre-workout supplements. They have omega-3 oils. They have something for everyone. Sleep pills, immunity pills. It's an amazing company. It really is. They've supported this channel for a long, long time. I've been taking their probiotic for over a year. My wife is now taking the probiotic. Great company. If you're looking to get healthier, they have plant-based nutritional products. Go to ORA.organic or click the link in the description down below. And Will, a San Diegan, a lifelong Padres fan, thank you for your support of the channel. Yeah, Will, a lifelong Padres fan. He just had a newborn. He... uh probably a lot of sleepless nights with not only the newborn, but the Padres as well. Um, so go support him or a www.ora.organic go there right now. They have everything you need to live a healthy lifestyle, uh, pick up some supplements and uh, get ready for the summer months and you'll feel better about yourself and you'll thank us later. Um, did you get to, what was the last super you got to? Because this came in the last couple of minutes. Hold on. My computer's being stupid. No worries. Am I like lagging? Because I feel like I am. Not on my screen. On my screen, I feel like I am. That happened recently, and I didn't see it. Some people said it wasn't. Um. Okay, we got to get to... Sorry. We got to get to... Uh, John. Thanks for the Super Chat, John. World Series talent suck with baseball fundamentals. Pretty much. Yeah, fundamentals is a big part of the game. I mean, that is do the they, point. And, and do they... I mean... Actually, I said they did. So I can't say they do. They have World Series talent. Like I said, that I think that they do have World Series mm-hmm. talent. It's just they're all sucking simultaneously. I mean, it's hard to say that they don't. Considering last year, they kind of had World Series talent. I mean, around again, not technically, but I mean, they got close. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're that far off from World Series talent. It's not, it can't be that far removed, based on what we saw last year. Um, can you get the supers? My 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 computer is completely yeah. frozen. Uh, Jeff, thank you. He says, if by some miracle they made the playoffs, they would be one of the hottest teams in baseball. I need to go 53 and 35. Doesn't seem likely. How many wins do they have, Jim? 35? 
35 and 39. 35 and 39. Yeah, so 53 would get them to a win shy of where they were last year, which still would have gotten in the postseason. There's no guarantee that gets them in the postseason this year. Obviously, there's a lot of baseball. 53 and 35, we did the math today. I mean, we're talking 600 baseball now for a team that can't play 500 baseball. So they have real, real work to do. It's getting steeper and steeper. The hill is getting, you know, it's a harder climb each and every day when you play like this. And there is a lot of time, but I mean, how many times can we say that? I mean, AJ Preller's got to have a lot of sleepless nights at this point. You got to be questioning a lot. You got to be questioning a lot everywhere. The players are, they're hitting 195 as a team with men in scoring position. I mean, you got, you got some real problems that I don't know if can be fixed over the next 80 games. I, I really don't. You get to play the best baseball, <laughs> right? Like ever. In the Preller era. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, JD's third, thank you for the super chat. He says, Bo Mid needs a bunch of no names to manage. Uh, not this. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I mean, I think Jim's made a really good point in the last week that, you know, Oakland's had really good players. He had some good teams and good players, maybe not the star power and the payroll, obviously, of San Diego, but it's not like he was coaching the, you know, major league Cleveland Indians who came in last place every single year when he took the job. I mean, Oakland was run well until recently. Um, and he was the pilot of that. So who knows? Is that, I mean, what about last year? Were they no names last year? No, I don't think so. Still had Juan Soto on the team. Still had Manny Machado. Still had you Darvish. Still had Josh Hader. Still had Corona Wars. Still had yeah, a bunch of people. No names. And we thought they had Fernando Tatis Jr. last year. I mean, until the suspension. Um, cruiser, thank you. He says silver lining for sanity. Morahone looked decent. I, I didn't. I was at this uh, lacrosse game. I didn't see Morahone pitch. Uh, did he? He yeah, must have. I, he matter. didn't allow a run. He pitched fine, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. Okay, did re- keep this. I need to restart my computer. It's literally. I'm fucking gonna punch it and blow it up. So you should keep it here. Keep it here. Okay. Keep it here. <laughs> Dude, life with Jim, man. Um, okay. Let me just, you know what, while we have a moment, while we have a moment, um, let me do this. Padres fall to the Giants, as you know. The story is the story, the controversy, but the truth is the truth. And the truth, obviously, is the way the Padres are hitting the ball with men in scoring position and the mistakes they're making on the bases. It's just inexcusable. It's inexcusable. I don't know where the, the blame lies, but it lies everywhere. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, Underdog Fantasy, partners of ours here on the wrap-up show, they've got a brand-new draft contest, the seventh-inning stretch. You can draft your Major League Baseball team, and you can do it right now. And here's the deal. You draft, and that's it. They'll set your lineup. There are no waivers. There are no trades. It could not be simpler. No setup necessary. $7 to enter, a chance to win part of $150,000 in prizes you have from now until July 14th to sign up. Go to underdogfancy.com or the Underdog Fancy app and use promo code PADSWRAP. That's P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Again, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. A 100% deposit match up to $100 using promo code PODSRAP. Sign up for the seventh inning stretch. Again, $7 to enter. If you're looking for a place to play fantasy sports, including baseball, please check them out at underdogfantasy.com. So, I mean, listen, I'm not going to rehash everything that Jim has rehashed, but, you know, I mean, it's not going well. We knew it was a consequential series, and everything that can go wrong will go wrong. It's like Murphy's Law, right? Everything that... For whatever reason, everything's going wrong 
from the bullpen usage to the, um, you know, what happened with the challenge system in New York tonight to the way they're hitting. I mean, they've hit like 150 in this series, if that, with men in scoring position or 130. What is that? I saw it on the screen. Three for 28, four for 29. I mean, something terrible, just terrible. And it's a reflection on all of them, whether it's the general manager or the manager or the players, the coaches. It is a reflection on them. That This is who they are. This 35 and 39 team is who they are. They're not one and four where you can say, okay, they're one and four. There's a ton of games to be played. I mean, you're, you're nearing the halfway point, and we'll be at the halfway point in a week. And they're 35 and 39. So have teams dug out of this before? Yeah, they have. But have other teams not dug out of this? Yeah, that's more likely, obviously. The teams don't dig out of this. National League's been good. Not perfect, but the National League's been good. And you look up on whatever today's day is, and the Padres somehow are six games out of a playoff spot. Not the division. Six games out of a playoff spot. Not the division. Ten games out of the division. Nine and a half. Division's over. But there's six games out of a playoff spot. So that 53 and 35 stuff is real. You know, we, we're not just saying that. It's not like if you go 50 and 38, you're going to get, you're going to have 84, 85 wins. You're going to be out. You're going to be out in all likelihood with the way this National League has performed to this point. It's going to take more than 84. You're not going 84 and 78 or whatever the math is and getting into the postseason. So they have real work, real work to do. Um, there's no question about it. And I don't, you know, it's frustrating. If you're a Padres fan, if you've been consuming this, if you're, however you consume this, you know, if you're watching every single game or you're just watching occasionally or you have season tickets or whatever, if you're vested in any degree, which you are if you're here, live or on replay, you, you have to be incredibly frustrated. And you have to ask yourself, how is this happening? And what is the culprit for this performance? I don't have all the answers. I and mean, we've talked about it literally for hundreds of hours over the course of the last three months, hundreds of hours, maybe more than that, on the radio and the wrap-up show and you know conversations we've all had together. And I can't put my finger on it other than underperformance to the nth degree. And again, for me, that that's not one player. That's not Manny Machado. That's not the others, as Jim likes to say. That's not Bob Melvin. It's not A.J. Preller. It's all of it combined leads you to this. Not the worst record in baseball, but to spend like this and to be in this position is um, is really incredible. It, it really is incredible. Um, let me get to a couple more things. If you want to get your supers in, get them in now. I'll be with you for a couple of more minutes. Um, JD's third, thank you, says, what did Skip Schumacher say about the Padres organization, John? Dan Levitard show, I think within the last 24 hours, um, he had mentioned in the show about, he was complimentary, obviously, in Miami, where he is now managing and said it doesn't always work like that. He's been in other places where you got guys coming after people's jobs and um, you know, not looking out for the best interest of the team, but looking out for the best interest of themselves. Now, he's only worked in two other places. One of those was where he came up, St. Louis, the Cardinal way. There's no way. There's no way Skip Schumacher is talking about the Cardinals in that manner. There's no way. He had recently interviewed for their managerial vacancy. I don't see any scenario where Skip Schumacher is being critical of the St. Louis Cardinals, correct me if I'm wrong. The only other organization he worked for is San Diego. So, you know, let's put, you know, two and two is four. And this has followed A.J. Preller for years. The culture, uh, the way he runs his organization, the fact that 
this is something that we talk about more with the Padres than we talk about with most teams, right? The fact that they haven't built from within, they haven't developed. Is Jim back? <laughs> Let's just finish here for a couple of minutes. You don't have to be here. I can wrap for five minutes if you no, want. No, I want to I be here. Um, let me, yeah, you got it. Thanks. I, we were just talking about the Skip Schumacher. I mean, you know, he's talking about the Padres. And yeah, I mean, the, the culture of the Padres has been discussed a lot because they haven't really built anything internally. You've talked about this. They've acquired. When you acquire, 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 there's good and bad. And the bad of it is you don't have guys that came up together. And that, you know, might be something that Skip was talking about. But I mean, he's not talking about the Cardinals. There's just no way. There's just no way. It, it's, it's, you know it. I know it. We've heard things. We can see it with our own eyes. This thing is toxic hmm. from the top down. It just is. Like, there's just too many things here that are leaked constantly that are toxic. Right. I mean, perfect example. Look at that in-depth article that Ken Rosenthal and Dennis Lynn wrote. Dennis, yeah. Two years after, ago. After 2021, detailing how just bad this organization is. And you had Preller refuting all of it. And honestly, um, I kind of side with the reporters on this one because you see it with your own eyes and you see the shit show that's happening in front of our own eyes. Yeah. How can, how can you say it's not toxic? It, it, it is. It's a toxic situation and it starts with one guy and that's AJ Preller. Yeah, I mean, it's not looking good. Listen, he survived the 2021 thing it, once in a generation or once in a 100-year collapse per Peter Seiler, not me. Um, he got an extension, I want to say, after 20. Did he get the extension after last year, after 2020? After 2020, he got the initial extension. Mm -hmm. Then 2022, they go to the National League Championship Series. I mean, we all agree. You and I both agree. And I say, I, if the season ends and it hasn't, and they're on the outside looking in, he should be held accountable. Now, I don't know if he will be. That's a whole nother conversation. It's one thing to say A.J. Preller is responsible for this from the top down. I think that's reasonable and fair. That's his position. We'll see how the season ends. If they end and they're out, and that's a failure, which it is, will he be held accountable with his job by the owner? That's to be seen because the yeah, owner I mean, makes maybe. the final decision, and the owner will tell you how much he loves Preller. Right. To this point. But – yeah, we, we blame Preller, but again, the fucking team, the players on it, aren't doing anybody any favors. Did you read this one tonight, the Too Much Morton's thread? I just saw it. I, I just skimmed over it. Did you yeah, see I, it? I read it, and um, I mean, <laughs> it checks out. <laughs> like, it's not something that if me and you asked around we would be like yeah it's, it's for pretty much <laughs> you know yeah i mean i ha I haven't even read it i mean i think to some extent you have to be careful i don't recall you know this level of intrigue a year ago on preller and here we are a year later and it's every you know i mean again look, when dennis lynn and ken rosenthal are writing about it, i'm with you you yeah. know i think that's a sourced level of reporting and by the way i think too much mortens is unbelievable on twitter i think he's great and mm -hmm. i haven't even read this so I, I don't know anything about it because I li i'm literally looking at it right now and i have no clue what i'm looking at because it's paragraph after paragraph and it may be fully credible but it may there may be some some truths in there and then some stretches in that i haven't read it i have no idea that that's, i can't that's, verify it right uh, I, that's the side i'm on like is it 100 truth i don't know but like the general theme of what he is saying, like it does check out like, mm -hmm. you know, 
I'm uh, that that's that's what I look at it as is right. that the theme of what he is saying, not the word, not the word for word, and the actual things that he is saying, but like the theme of it, which is who's the main problem? It's AJ Preller. Like, yeah, it checks out. Right. No, I mean, he, he, listen, all eyes are pointing to Preller. You right. know, it 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 always will and always has from day one when this thing when he tried to trade everybody off to win 2015 and it didn't work i don't know who's so i'm just looking at the chat and i'm not going to get into this again tonight but is this is this to the chat one cav scout or to us i think it's the, i think it's the chat okay i don't know what's going on in the chat because i haven't seen the chat i mean yeah the idea that the rockstar gm i mean he was propped up right and then when the narrative worked, 2020, it looked good. 2022, it didn't. When the narrative didn't look good, I don't know. I don't know. Is he the worst GM in baseball? Was he the, ever the best GM in baseball? Is he somewhere in between? Ultimately, I know this. If they don't make the playoffs, they got problems. They spent a lot of money. They spent a lot of money on this yeah. team. Yeah, they, And they've they, handcuffed the next general manager if it's not him. Because yeah, he's these screwed, players he's, are here. He, he has pretty much set the fate of this franchise for the next decade. And the way that's going to be fixed is either if they win or they have to literally pay off every one of these guys to leave town. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. And that happen. Um, Moises, thank you. He says, at what point do we start questioning Seidler's decision-making? I, I don't think now. I mean, at the end of the season, if he retains A.J. Preller when the team misses the postseason, some will see that, most will see that as a misstep. <laughs> But what if he doesn't retain A.J. Preller? Nobody's firing their general manager in the middle of the season. It, it accomplishes nothing. So I would say at the end of the season, based on the way the team performs and the actions he takes, whether they win or don't win, is when you can start judging Peter Seidler. You, you got to praise Peter Seidler for what he did because he is an owner that is doing what every fan wants the owner to do, and that's spend money. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to like fault him for that. Now the money, who, the, who, has spent, who he has spent the money on, you could fault. Right. But the actual essence of what you want your owner to do, he has done it to the highest degree. So with that being said, you know, you got to feel pretty lucky that Peter Sadler is your owner because you got an owner that wants to spend money. Yeah. But at the same time, you look at it at the other direction is like, it's great, but look who you're spending the money on. Maybe we could use that money elsewhere. And maybe if you didn't spend that much money, we could have a better like, well-rounded team yeah no that that is yeah i agree with that that's a reasonable and again if it, it's easy now to say man 350 on manny but and of course everyone was saying what's that 280 Bogarts, on yeah, i know you know and you're right. on chronoworth uh circular thank you cool to see a saber metrics expert on your show you you would like us to to have a saber metrics expert on john and jim you're saying or have we had i don't even know who the hell we've had on recently have we had one Oh, David J. Is he talking about David J? No, David J. Doesn't not a saber metrics guy. No, he does like minor league. Are you asking circular? We'll get one on. We've had like um. We have Dan Zaborski from Fangraphs yeah Dan Zaborski. If you're asking, I mean, I don't know where are you going on. By the way, with that, I'm just wondering. I mean, Padres from a saber metrics perspective. I mean, they're an underperforming club. I know that. Um, you know, you get into the deep dive of the numbers, and you got a lot of guys that are in their 30s that are assigned to long deals, you know? So they're going to have to perform now because I don't know if they're going to perform in 10 years. They better perform right now. 
That's how <laughs> I look at it. Because if they don't do it now, it's hard to believe that they're going to do that later in their career. <laughs> right in five years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't have, I mean, James, this is, you know, we've talked about, I don't have the fix. You know, that I, that's, I, I'm not, I'm not going to put a book report together on the Padres, unfortunately. I mean, there isn't, there's no quick fix. There's not a player that can fix this. It's the players that on the team need to fix it and be better, like internally. The fix is hitting with runners in scoring position, not sucking. And it's so stupid and cliche to say, but yeah, that's that's the start. I mean, if you could actually have a semblance of a team that could hit in the clutch, you'd be on your way. But at this point, it's like they might just they might just try to do something nobody's ever done and have the worst hitting team ever with men in scoring position. That was laughable a month ago. I'm like, it's May. Now it's not that laughable. And they're, they're worse, John. They've not only gotten worse. It's gotten worse. Even though in June they're actually a 500 club, or even with one, the three game losing streak, right? One for 12 tonight. Crazy. What are they in the series? One third, like three for 29, four for 29. It's, I think they're four for 29 or something. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it's utterly terrible. It's utterly. They were two for 10 last night. I know that. I think they were. Yeah, what was Two it? for seven on Monday. So yeah, good, man. four for 27, four 28. <laughs> it's not or 29, four for 29, four, probably four for 29. All right. Let's stop talking and running around in circles. We know the story. They can't hit with men in scoring position. They didn't tonight. And this play is going to be discussed. It, and you're right. It's kind of taking your eye off the prize a little bit, but you know, like the, what is it? It's, it's the name and lights. It's a story. You know what I mean, it's going to get the attention. Right. It's going to get the attention. It's a big part of it. It may or yeah. may not have been. The and, and you know, tomorrow there's going to be shows that are only going to be talking and blaming that play. And, to, and like, it's just there's there's more to it than oh, meets the eye. There's way more to it. There's way more to it. But but it, I am Optimus Prime. But with all that being said, it's a really bad call that could have impacted course, the game. Even if you go, because I've seen the team go one for twelve with men in scoring position and win. So that that alone is not the reason they lost. I've watched them do that mm-hmm. twelve times. Like I will say, of every type of like bad call, like a guy that's out at first or it's called safe and the replay doesn't overturn it, right? Like that type of thing. I will say that this one in particular, I can say definitely changed the game and affected the game in well, in a bigger way than any, in a bigger way than any other call could. Huge. Huge ramifications. Darvish gets through six, three additional runs. I mean, there's a lot going on there. There and and to to make a call like that, you better definitively know you're right. There's no way he could say that. There's just no way. So, yes, it'll be discussed. It won't be discussed as much as you think because there's a, a day game and there'll be another game. True. We'll see if they win tomorrow. True. We, we we might be talking about a four game sweep start tomorrow. The Hopefully show. not. Hopefully Blake Snell pitches like Blake Snell's pitched over the last four or five outings. Um, guys, join us tomorrow on the radio. We'll be breaking down this series, looking ahead to the Nationals, um, and we'll be back tomorrow night on the wrap-up show as well. Subscribe if you're here, year-round Padres content. Smash the like button for us. Follow us on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD. Support our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. He's been great to us since day one. We really appreciate his support. If you have insurance needs, renewal, new policy. My tooth is literally falling out. <laughs> Put it back in, BMI. I got to wait till freaking Friday on this thing. Anyway, click the link in the description down below. I can't even eat. I'm like drinking soup. Um, Aura, ORA.organic. Thank you, Will, for your support of the channel. If you're looking to get healthier. Everybody involved. 
Click the link in the description down below. Aura and underdogfancy.com. Use promo code PADRAP, P-A-D-S-W-R-A-P. Get a 100% deposit match up to $100. Heartbreaker again in San Francisco. For Jim, I'm John. It's the wrap-up show piece. <laughs> One of those nights.